When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Shrekbun, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on youtube.com slash Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. We got plenty to talk about. Mike Tomlin contract extensions have lit up the Pittsburgh Steelers headline. Three current Steelers left off a very important list with the 33rd team, Najee and Chase Claypool got some pretty big expectations for 2023, and we'll possibly get into uh, some quarterback conversation as well. Fourth of July weekend started off a little disappointment. We'll get into that in a second, but it's a beautiful day in the Berg. I believe the air quality is back to do not go outside, so we're all stuck oh, yeah. once again. How you feeling, my friend? Feeling good. Yeah, I did, uh, did most of my Fourth of July celebrating uh, over the weekend, um, nice. so... Monday and Monday and Tuesday were pretty relaxed, but did a little grilling at a friend's house. It was it was very nice, much needed. But yeah, no, it was, it was a good weekend. I can still see some of the smoke. I think I stepped outside today and still see some of the smoke from the fireworks uh, hanging over hanging over the city. But but yeah, it's a it's a beautiful day. Feeling good. How about you? I'm I'm feeling good. I do I do feel it on the fireworks. I'm not you firework guy. You big firework guy. Yeah, I like fire. I, so I didn't like you know make a big deal about going to see him last night, but I generally I do enjoy a good fireworks show. Yeah, I uh, I gotta say I'm not a firework guy. I don't mind them. Like I don't, I'm not like a oh turn these fireworks off. This is so mm-hmm. annoying. But I'm not like a go see fireworks type of guy. People across the street from me, I hope and pray they do not listen to this podcast. People across the street from me, like I'm in a. I mean, you know my neighbor. I'm in a. Right. I'm in a suburban neighborhood. I could literally high five my neighbor while sitting on my front porch. People across the street from me were lighting fireworks off in their backyard. And I was just sitting there. I was just like, this is awesome, first of all. But second off, somebody's house is going to get burned down. This is you're all hammered. I know you're hammered (laughs) because you said hi to me when I got out of the truck. Um, But besides, you know, if it's that close, I'm a big fan of fireworks. You know, let me let me put on the show. Am I going to go to like the downtown fireworks? Oh, yeah. I loved when I I loved when I lived in Oakland because there were. uh... Uh, my house was just like a bunch of townhouses all in a row. So you could climb up to someone's roof and like walk up and down and you could see fireworks in a million different directions. Like I could see the That's ones awesome. on the South side. I could see the ones at the point North shore. Like there were, and you know, there's like, they're like the official ones, you know, the town mm-hmm. like down in down at point park, but you see a ton more in like South side, the unsanctioned ones, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> the unsanctioned fireworks are 
always the best fireworks. I oh, I, yeah. I feel, you know what I mean? Not not so you, you, there's no expectations. You're just like, right. oh yeah, light those babies off. Let's see what happens. I'm a big fan. Right. Uh 4th of July was a little bit ruined for me, won't lie. Uh you know I was telling you yesterday, telling everybody. I mean, my fiance knew the second that we woke up. There was one thing I was looking <laughs> forward to all day. I look forward to it all all year long. I sporting events, obviously my life, no sporting event. I think tops what I look forward to on the 4th of July. That is the hot dog eating contest was postponed like two and a half hours. I thought it was canceled. So I was like, ah, oh, this is ridiculous. Like I was, I was very upset. Um, left. Couldn't believe that there was no indoor backup plan. You're in an amusement park. You can't find any tent where you guys could just go hang out for 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes. Delayed it for two hours. By the time I got to my 4th of July party, I looked at the phone as we're talking about the hot dot, how we, we were, everybody there was like, I can't believe it got canceled. Blah, blah, blah. Look at the phone. Joey Chestnut's the champion. And I'm like, what are we doing? Nobody told right. me it was back on. It was, you got like three minutes worth of warning that they were going to eat a bunch of hot dogs. Um, I, I don't want to say it ruined my 4th of July. Shout out but to America, help. but it did not help. It did certainly did not help. Well, yeah, I, so I, I turned it on and I was waiting for, I, you know, I was like, how long can a lightning delay last? Like, how can a yeah. weather delay last at a at a hot dog eating contest? And, yeah, you're right. You got no warning. Like, usually when you, uh, you know, when you're, like, watching a baseball game or something, like, you get a little alert on your phone. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, Pirates, Dodgers, whatever, went into a weather delay. Pirates, Dodgers is, is resumed play again. But, like, you didn't get any kind of heads up about it. And nope. no one wanted to. Nope. Well, it did end up being kind of a lackluster event, yeah. I would say. Yeah. The, yeah, this was not. This was not. Yeah, not Joey's best performance, but nah, nah. But still a winner, you know. Still a winner. Sixty-two dogs is, I mean, more impressive than anything I would ever do. Seventy-seven dogs, next year, next year, which was what I was. I was worried this was going to be like the end of Joey Chestnut, like you know, win one head off, and I missed. I don't think he's leaving at sixty-two dogs. I think he's no, going to try. You know, can't he's go going, out on that. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to break the record, leave as a champion. You know, the greatest of all time. You think he's a? Th- this was the hottest topic of that. I mean, the, right before the SB nomination thing that we all watched for two hours, all they talked about on first take outside of hip hop music, which what do we, this is ESPN, <laughs> was whether or not Joey Chestnut is like one of the greatest athletes of all time. Do you, I'm going to just throw it out there. I don't need to give much explanation. Joey Chestnut, in my opinion, is one of the greatest athletes of all time. He is a goat in my head. Yeah. I feel like you disagree. I would have to do more thinking about what constitutes an athlete necessarily, but like competitor, you know, like yeah, competitor, indiv- I like individual that. competitor that, yeah, it's hard to argue. Like no one even comes close to like touching this guy. Ever. No. no, last year he choked out a protester, still won and almost broke his record. Like right. imagine if that guy didn't run on stage trying to protect whatever a hot dog is made out of. And Joey Chestnut didn't have to get involved. Would have smoked the record. Would have smoked it. So, yeah, I, I like the word competitor. I agree with that one. All right, let's talk some Pittsburgh Steelers football because that also happened over the week. Plenty to talk about. We'll start with a list from the 33rd team that has people going bonkers. They named a bunch of guys from current NFL teams that they believe are, quote-unquote, headed for the Hall of Fame. They broke it into three categories, Hall of Fame locks. Um, then they went to likely Hall of Famers, and then potential Hall of Famers. Plenty of big names, plenty of names to talk about. Three names did not make the list that has Steelers fans up in arms, should have Steelers fans up in arms. TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Patrick Peterson, all not on this 33rd list. Meanwhile, you got names like Nadama Kinsu, Miles Garrett, 
Cordell Patterson, Jalen Ramsey, Matt Ryan, so on and so forth, all making the list, all question marks, I believe, in a lot of people's heads. Maybe these guys, maybe TJ Watt, maybe Cam Hayward, maybe Patrick Peterson are question marks as well. I don't know. I guess we'll get into it. What do you, uh, when you saw the list, didn't see those names, what were your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, so I don't think any of those guys like would fall into the lock category. I think that's pretty mm-hmm. fair to say. But the idea that like Nadamakan Sue and, and Jalen Ramsey and uh, Matt Ryan, like that those guys have the fact that those three weren't even mentioned is mm-hmm. pretty, is pretty crazy. Um, th- there's some expl- I, I, like, there's an easy way to explain it away. Like TJ's real young. Like he, he's had a great career so far, but he's still a young guy. Uh, I mean, Patrick Peterson, Patrick Peterson, that one makes even less sense. I mean, you just like, you look at the, you look at how many pro bowls and, uh, and all pro teams he's made. Like he's just, the, he's up there with like, I think Julio is on the Julio Jones is on this list somewhere. Like, yeah, he's a lock. It, He's considered a lock, right? It's like the same career. It's like, you know, in terms of like individual accomplishments and cam cam's an interesting one, I think, because his, uh, he's done most of his stuff, like his career, like most of his individual accolades were kind of built on the back end of his career. Like it's all since he didn't make a pro bowl until 2017. He didn't make an all pro. I think that was when his first all pro team was too. Yeah. Uh, so like, Cam, Cam, honestly, like feels like the least likely one to me, which is weird to say. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Cam is. I think Cam's always been a question mark, just because, just like you said, like he's in the heart of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has always been a key piece, a dominant defensive lineman. But in the overall grand scheme of things, he's always kind of floated under the radar. He's always been like, yeah, he's really good. He's in consideration for an all pro, but you, you know, you're not going to talk about him in the same conversation as Aaron Donald. I think at this point, like Aaron Donald's a, a tier of his own, but if you're talking about great defensive linemen and you remove the age and you're just talking about who we're going to build a team with, everybody's on the same playing field. Cam Hayward's like one of the first five defensive defensive tackles that you're going to take in the NFL. But I, I agree with you. Like, I think he is the only question mark of the three that is a hall of famer, TJ Watt, you know, unless I think the thing with TJ Watt is people like somewhat expect him to just like go off the rails with injuries. And I think one year of injury is, you know, I get what JJ Watt, what happened to him, but like, come on, like until, until this is a, until this is a trend, it's not a trend. It's just, right. uh, it's just a one injury that he came back from in seven weeks. Like he came back from a peck injury in seven weeks and then made the pro bowl. Like, I right. just think, you know, I, I think that his, that stands pretty high on whatever ground you're looking for. I will say this. I, I, I dug into it. A little bit when you're looking at numbers and stuff. This is just what this is. This is what this is what the, these three guys are looking with just right now as they stand. So you know we'll start with this. The the best availability is or the best ability is availability. And who's on the end of this list is Nadama Kinsu, who hasn't played right. anything but the last two games of a regular season and then a playoff run the last ten years. I feel like in the NFL, Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward has missed one one half of a season in his entire career, entire thing. Patrick Peterson has never missed significant time. He's 12 years into his career, never once missed significant time. Then I think the biggest thing with Patrick Peterson, because you could dive into all the numbers and you know the fact that he's only allowed 20 uh, touchdowns in his 12-year career, but he made the all-decade team in 2010, which like, you know, if you're one of the greatest players of your decade, Right. You're not you're not making the Hall of Fame. Like, what is what is the standard there? You know what? It's just like, oh, well, you know, 
you're not the best player of your final year. So looks like you're not in the Hall of Fame. With TJ, I get it. He's still got some time. Still, you know, still career to build on. But at this point, he's led the league in sacks twice. He's led the league in forced fumbles once. He's a five-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. You know, at one, one year he made the all he made he made he made the first team all pro as an outside linebacker and then second team all pro as an edge rusher in the same year. Like right. I don't I don't even think that was allowed to happen. That's how good TJ Watt was. And then he's he owns a share of the single season season sack record and he's a former defensive player of the year. Like I just you know, the resumes are just ridiculous to just leave them. And I'm not trying to say anybody should leave the list, but to take them off the list, like disrespectful. Right. And like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just those omitting these guys when you're going to include Miles Garrett, Fletcher Cox, yeah. Khalil Mack, Cordell Patty, like even like Devontae Adams, like, like Jalen Ramsey too. Like, come on. This is, how do those guys get mentioned ahead of them? I think that's yeah. the thing that's most, it's not that, I don't know. It's not that any of those guys, I guess, are undeserving or, or won't like don't have kind of Hall of Fame potential, but they haven't done as much as as TJ or Cam or or Patrick Peterson. So it's no. just it, it was just weird to include them while excluding those those three guys. Yeah, I think the do you, and maybe you agree with this one, but I think the not having a Super Bowl is pretty significant on this list of holding them back. Because especially with names like Nadamakan Sue, like I get Nadamakan Sue was dominant for a long time, but I don't know. Like once he started joining the Super Bowl team after Super Bowl team after Super Bowl team, I felt like people looked at him differently as just like, oh, this is a key piece to going to win a Super Bowl. Was it? No, not really. And then, you know, Jalen Ramsey's got the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan's or Matt Matt Stafford's got the Super Bowl. Matt Matt Ryan and Cordell Patterson being on this list is ridiculous. In my opinion, like the Cordell Patterson, you said it before we jumped on here. You know, you got to give special teams guys their their flowers. I get that. I 100 percent agree. Devin Hester is not in the Hall of Fame until he is in the Hall of Fame. I'm not putting another kick returner in the Hall of Fame. Like, I just, you know, it just doesn't. How are you going to exclude the greatest of all time and then just be like, oh, well, these other guys right. also also very good. Um, Yeah. And just I don't know. Miles Garrett, the Miles Garrett thing is. That the might be the mile. worst one on um, that might be even yeah. worse than a Dominican Sue. Like, oh, you, it is. like Miles it Garrett is. got anointed. Like you said it before we got on too. Miles Garrett got anointed, you know, greatest defensive player of all time before he even stepped on an NFL football field. And he has not done anything. I think to like live up to that expectation. No, no, no. If you were, if you were an actual hall of fame voter right now and Miles Garrett walked away from the NFL, and because if you're going to make the argument that TJ Watts early in his career and Miles Garrett isn't, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. So if you're, if you, if Miles Garrett walked away from his career right now, headed to the hall of fame, you and you're a hall of fame voter, are you even, cons- are you, are you even considering him? Like, is he even making it past the first round of contenders? No, no I don't I don't see any reason why he would get like a single vote for, I, no. I yeah, no, no, Miles Garrett is not. Yeah. I don't know what you're like. What you're like the their argument for it, like they did a little, you know, two cents blurb about it. At, at times, Miles Garrett is a dominant pass rusher. If only his team could be a consistent <laughs> contender. What? How is that even like? That's, that's not even like oh, if if Miles Garrett continues on his current pace, he's going to have all these accolades and he's going to be, you know, in in this stratosphere of of you know the great pass rushers in the NFL. Like that's just oh, he was pretty good for a little bit, like for just a tiny like, bit of time. 
Right. Like what, what are we doing? That's, that was the worst one I think on this list. To yeah. Me. Oh yeah. And he, you know, just to, he doesn't even match up with, he's a four time all pro. So is TJ Watt. He's a four time pro bowler. TJ Watt's a five time pro bowler. Um, that's, that's it. He's never led the league in sacks. He's never led the league in tackles. He's never, he's never led the league in anything. He's just miles Garrett. He's a scary human being. Just like you said, like he, when he, when he was drafted first overall, he was already given, he was like, this guy is going to be better than Aaron Donald. And that's, it's a hundred percent guaranteed. And since then, everybody's just like, well, have you seen him? Do you, do you see how big and ginormous and scary look? Have you seen his off season workouts? Nobody at all talks about. And if we're going to talk about a team that's sleep, slipping under the radar, like I think the Cam Hayward argument has a lot to do with, if you're going to go for Cam Hayward, What's going to hurt you in that argument is the fact that like during the season, he's not talked about a lot because he just the Steelers defense kind of just flies under the radar a lot of the season unless they're like ridiculously good. Miles Garrett is is almost like you're in season and you're like, oh, man, forgot about Miles Garrett. Like forgot that he's the thing because nobody's talking about Cleveland. So just, you know, it's just when you're making lists, you're just like, oh, yeah, Miles Garrett. He's always like the first name you're going to write down and then you're just like, oh, I'll fill him in somewhere like, well, right. We'll right. Everyone knows who everyone knows who it is for, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that they're not on here is. I, I mean, the word I come up with is disrespectful. I think that it's it is disrespectful for them not to. Not to be on this list, at least the two of them, like at least if you're going to put in, if you're going to go possible Hall of Famers, TJ Watts got to be on there. You know, Patrick Peterson, I think, is like you could put him anywhere in any of the three sections. And I feel he fits fine. But he's like if Patrick Peterson doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, what what are we even doing? Like, what are we, you know, how are you, how are you going to hold that guy back? He's never done anything but perform. Even right. last year, thirty two years old, four interceptions. Like, what are you, what are we right. doing here? Right, and like the long longevity argument gets used, like pretty well. Like it gets thrown around. It gets like used in weird spots and not used yeah. in other weird spots. Like I, I I think especially for a corner like. That does not feel like a position where guys last super long. No. You know, it's not quarterback. It's not uh it's not up and I guess offensive line's not a good one, but it's not even like defensive line where like yeah. you still got 33, 34 year old, 35 year olds that are still making plays like that. Like he's he's a little bit of a unicorn in that sense. Yeah, hundred percent. And to play full seasons. Like that's the thing, is he played a full season at thirty two years old, started every single game, came up with four interceptions. That's just unheard of in the NFL and you know again just makes absolutely zero sense but we didn't come up with the list 33rd team did if you want to go complain about them I don't know if their comment section is open but go hit them up on Twitter go let them know what's up all right next thing I want to talk about Mike Tomlin's contract extension has become a pretty big uh, topic of conversation around the the city of Pittsburgh it's more of a does he deserve a contract extension his contract doesn't actually end for another year but the Steelers this is about the time that the Steelers typically choose to extend him for another contract the last time it was weird they waited until right up until the last year of his contract typically they give him two years just to you know have that that wiggle room and see what's going on 93.7 the fan has asked this in like a number of ways and no nothing no shots at 93.7 the fan excuse me but uh you they've asked it in more of a you know does he deserve a contract extension should the Steelers consider moving on from Mike Tomlin blah 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 type of situation do you do you think that Steelers? I'm going to ask it the way they ask it. Do you think that the Steelers should consider, uh, you know, extending Mike Tomlin, or do you think it's time to maybe consider alternative routes? Yeah, I think they should consider extending him. I I don't know. Like, this is 
I think this conversation happens in every sport at every level. Uh, when you've got a coach who's good, but not you know kind of top tier, you know top tier in their in their sport or in their league. If you don't, if it for anyone who does not want to extend Mike Tomlin, who any for anyone who doesn't want him in Pittsburgh past the end of his current contract, yep. you should have to name. A co- like at least three coaches you think that are both obtainable and better than Mike Tomlin. And I don't think you can. Uh, I, I don't think you can name three coaches that the Steelers could get that are definitively better than Mike Tomlin. Um, so yeah, extend them. Like on, on, honestly, I, until you, until you find some better, uh, some better alternatives, Mike Tomlin should be your guy for, for for as long as as he wants to, um, that guy's this guy's done nothing but win. Um, I get it. Like I understand the argument about like the the lack of playoff wins, especially over, especially in recent history. But I don't know. There, there, plain and simply, there aren't that many coaches who have won two roles like currently in the league. Like that list yeah. is real, real short. Um, so just judging off that like that pedigree and that like that history and where this team is headed, like he's going to have as good a roster as he's had in what, like, I don't know, like five, Dude, four yeah, or five a years. Long like, time. Yeah. Like I get it. Like the, the lack of playoff success is really frustrating, but his teams have like not been super talented recently. Um, no, no. So like, I, I think you give him a team that can win a super bowl and he will be a super bowl contender. I think it's that simple. That's what he did last time. You know, you look at to touch on your point about Super Bowl winning coaches, because that's what everybody brings up, obviously. Oh, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. You know, how are you going to he won a Super Bowl, Bill Cowher's team? I get the playoff thing. Like at this point, we've hit a point where, yeah, teams have been not so successful. But at the same time, like the 2020 season should have won a playoff game. That you know, you should you should have beat the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. That that excuse, but at the same like, was that him or was that Marquise Pouncey and his bad snaps or Ben throwing what was it four or five interceptions in that game? Like, it, who's who's really at yeah. blame? Is that Mike Tomlin or is that yeah. an? He aging... shouldn't have called. He shouldn't have called the interception play. That was yeah, a, yeah. A shouldn't have given. Shouldn't have given Ben Roethlisberger the football. Shouldn't even give him the opportunity in a playoff game. That's what shouldn't have happened. Um, there are only a handful of head coaches who have won a Super Bowl, and none of them. Have won one anytime recently outside of Sean McVay and I guess Doug Peterson, but even he's been a minute here. Obviously, Andy Reid, who is, you know, top of the tier right now. Then there's Bill Belichick, obviously, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, Mike McCarthy, Sean Payton, Doug Peterson, and Sean McVay are the only other coaches that have won a Super Bowl currently on an NFL roster. It's been, I mean, those Sean Payton won a Super Bowl a decade ago. You know, yeah. Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl over a decade ago against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Doug Pedersen, it's been a minute. John Harbaugh, it's been a, just about the same time as the rest of them. Pete Carroll, it's been just about the same time as the rest of them. Like, unless you're Andy Reid or right. Sean McVay, I guess, you're not wins. Like, you know, you just haven't won a Super Bowl. If, if you're in the NFL, you just haven't won a Super Bowl. Right. And like, and Sean McVay did it through, like, literally just brute force. Like, the Rams just, yes. they mortgaged their entire future. For that one Super Bowl, um, and the Steelers oh, yeah. aren't. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. You give Mike Tomlin that roster that won that that Super Bowl with the Rams. I I could guarantee. I bet he could win a Super Bowl with that one. Pretty, I bet he'd win. Yeah, he, it wouldn't even be close. It right. wouldn't even be. It wouldn't be. And no, you know, Sean McVay is a phenomenal head coach. But, oh yeah, 
just like you said, like the, the Rams aren't going, the Rams could be the worst team in football this season and it wouldn't surprise anybody. And then they could be the worst team in football for the next three seasons and it wouldn't surprise anybody. They put all the eggs by in design. one basket. Yeah, that was exactly. by design. It was, exactly. They yeah. put it all, they said, hey, we're going to win a Super Bowl. We don't care what happens after the Super Bowl. The Steelers do not think like that. They never will think like that. If you told Art Rooney, hey, we're just going to go all in this season. We're going to win it. And then it's going to be a struggle. We're going to have to rebuild. It's going to take 10 plus years, but you know, we'll figure it out from there. He would look at you and say that, well, that's not what well, that's not even to, don't even consider that. I don't even take that off the table immediately because we're not not going to be competitive every single season. We're going to win a Super Bowl the right way. And and that works out. But just like you said, you know, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a hasn't had a a team as good as the one this year appears on paper in quite some time. It's been a minute. He hasn't had an offensive line in five plus years. He hasn't had a consistent defense in a long time. You know, he's dealt with some really rough coordinators, which I think are are partially his fault. But I think at the same time, like the Matt Canada thing, I want to say Art Rooney had a hand in that and making sure that he sticks around because of how cautious they are. Kenny Pickett, he's never had a top 10 pick outside of trading up for Devin Bush. You know, like it's not like he's working with these phenomenal players. He's got to build everything around him. I mean, look, it's it's this simple. Mike Tomlin is in Pittsburgh until he doesn't want to be in Pittsburgh any anymore. And he's 51 years old, which means that if he wants to be in Pittsburgh for the next 20 years, he's in Pittsburgh for the next 20 years. And you don't got to worry about a thing because they will be competitive. They should win some playoff games. He's got to start winning some playoff games. But, you know, I, I you never walk into a season going, no, Mike Tomlin's going to disappoint this year. That's just and if you do, you're very pessimistic and you should probably, you know, just ease up a little bit because the guy is, you know, he's 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 made a lot out of nothing. Right. And he's done like, in my opinion, I the vast majority of the time he's gotten the most out of every roster he's had. You know, yes. like there, like you said, there are some situations where he, you know, lets you down where the roster like plays down to its competition and underperforms. But like, I don't know, every team has that. Every coach has teams like that. Every team has moments like that. I, I And again, I just go back to I don't think you're going to get anyone better like you can let him walk. And you're not going to find someone better than him, at least in the, at least in the short term. Um, no, no. So I, I think to let him go would be really, really short sighted. Yeah, yeah. And there's like you know, just to be realistic, he's not, he's not going anywhere. There, right. you know, the, the conversations of Mike Tomlin's contract extension are not, eh, you know, well, you know, you haven't performed up to this par. It's like, all right, let's work out a number here that works for both sides because we're trying to win Super Bowls and. I'm sure Mike Tomlin's agent is like, oh, well, we want money. And Mike Tomlin, you know, did you ever hear the, you weren't around for the TJ Watt story, but when TJ Watt signed his massive contract extension, the story was, and he like almost, he confirmed it without, without, you know, being like so dramatic about the situation. But the story was, is that he like marched into the contract extension went on forever. And he, he, he was like, he wasn't practicing at training camp. He was working on the sides. He like started the, the hold in thing in the mm -hmm. NFL where players show up, but they just don't practice. Um, he was working on the sidelines. And then the story is, is that eventually it hit a point where, you know, he just like marched into uh, his, Art Rooney offered him a contract. It was a record breaking deal. His agent was like, yeah, I think we could get more money. And he just marched into Art Rooney's office and he was just like, shook his hand. He's like, this is a deal. This is great for me. I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, all right, I got to go work out. And he just left mm -hmm. and he went and, hit the weight room because mm. and i'm sure that mike tomlin if it hits a point is walking in there and going yeah i'm not gonna like shut up i'm going to i'm going to sign this deal and remain the head coach of the pittsburgh steelers get out of my face you agent because i mean he's know, already like a, their job 
Yeah, but it's already he's already a top ten. At least I think I I looked this up. Is at least as of twenty twenty two, he was the like eighth highest paid coach in the league. Maybe tied for seventh. Really? It's like he's ma- he's making plenty of money. Yeah, yeah he's. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Mike Tomlin's stressing. And he doesn't like leave his house. He doesn't do anything. You know, he right. wears the same outfit every single day. So he's not out there buying clothes. So right. he's got no expenses, you know, none. I don't know what he drives, but I know that like, you know, GMs in the past, like coaches in the past that have come in and out of Pittsburgh have like pulled up in like Chevys and Chryslers. And, you know, nobody's like pulling in a Maserati. Yeah. or bmw being like i'm the head coach of the pittsburgh steelers nobody mm. you know i'm sure his expenses are very low and he's he's chilling with whatever paycheck you hand him if you are the pittsburgh steelers so long story short mike tomlin chances are 99 chance he's getting a contract extension and uh if you're disappointed about that i apologize sorry to hear all right last thing i want to talk about here Najee Harris and Chase Claypool both made a very interesting list. Yahoo Sports put out five players who they believe have the biggest chance of a breakout season this year. The list includes Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford, which makes no sense to me, Steelers running back Najee Harris, Bears wide receiver Chase Claypool, and Cardinals linebacker slash defensive back Isaiah Simmons. Obviously, the two that the Steelers fans will highlight are Najee Harris and Chase Claypool. I want to dive into Najee a little bit first. You know, I kind of feel that this is a really good opportunity for a breakout year for Najee Harris. I'm not totally sure what a breakout year is for Najee right. Harris. Like, you, you know, yeah, he rushed for like 1,200 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That is, a, yeah, this, that was going to be my first question is like, what, what constitutes a breakout? You know, like, what mm-hmm. is he going to rush for 1,500, like 2,000 yards? Like, is he going to go Derrick Henry or like what? I think that's kind of the expectation is like, I think people last year were expecting him to be like the lead, the the league leader in rushing yards or something. And then it didn't happen. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like he's made a pro bowl. He's had back to back thousand yard seasons. He's worked behind two God awful offensive lines. And last year he dealt with two foot injuries, a bad offensive line and terrible quarterback play. So I just don't, you know, and the probably the worst offensive coordinator in football. So you just, you, you have a really hard time saying like, what did he do? What has he done wrong? But people do not like Najee Harris. I heard, uh, you know, not to go back to the fan. I don't want to, I don't want to act like I'm digging on the fan because I'm not, but uh, Andrew Filipponi said, dragged him into the Penguins nonsense the other day and was like the Tristan Jari five-year extension was the worst move since, or the most he's been angered by a, a team in this city since the Steelers drafted Najee Harris in the first round. Do I think Najee Harris was a was a first round pick. No, I don't think running backs are a first round pick, but like, are we, we're three years removed. Okay. Najee's been just fine. You, you know, you'd be looking for a running back. If you didn't have Najee Harris, I just think that he's, you know, he's done, he's done what you've asked him to do with right. no support whatsoever, but for a breakout year, I mean, I don't know if you were considering a breakout year. Is it like, is it 1500 yards and like 10 touchdowns and, or is it just like being a dominant? Like, is it rushing for? Is it is it over five yard or four yards a carry? Like, I just I don't know what that would that would consider. Yeah, maybe like the explosiveness is the part of it. Maybe score like I think scoring more touch because he's he's had the yards like I you know what is it twenty two hundred or something over the past yeah. two seasons a little more than that. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. I guess the the total yards don't matter as much to me as like you know the explosiveness, the big plays, touchdowns. Um, I I just yeah that would have to be it because he can't really like break out after going over a thousand yards and back to back that like doesn't no. make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but yeah, I guess it would have to be 
like an absurd amount of yards and some touchdowns That's a, that so he's he's only averaged 3.9 yards per rush in his career so maybe that's like you know you want to get that to like 4.5 this season or something i have i have no idea but they because like the rest of this list uh, like matthew stafford makes absolutely no i don't know how you could be 34 <laughs> right. years old and, and a super bowl champion and you know and on the list for a hall of famer and be like oh this is the year breakout season coming for uh good old right. matthew stafford but the rest of the list like makes a lot like kyle pitts i believe yeah. is you know he we haven't had an explosive season from him yet um chase claypool still waiting on that one after his rookie year i get that one too like Najee's had his you know, like he's back to back seven yard touchdowns or 10 yard touchdowns in a season. I just I I don't know like what I don't know what you're looking for. I don't know what you're looking for if you're Yahoo Sports. But at the same time, I do think that this is a year where we could. And if this is like the just a very broad breakout definition, I do think this is the first time that we could see Najee Harris be like the vocal point, the focal point of an offense. You know, I think this is the first year that we could see the Steelers say, we're going to win through Najee Harris. And, you know, it's not a struggle to go win that game. It's a, it's a, you know, yeah. Derrick Henry, where you just, you know, this is an, the offense is Najee yeah. Harris and then everybody else kind of follows. Yeah. Cause I, w- I would say he was kind of a focal point. Um, what was that? His, his rookie year? Like, yeah. That was a, not a great offense. So I get that point there. Like, this could be his most efficient year, if not his yeah. best year. Um, I think that would, that's a reasonable thing to expect because uh, I think he will. I I, I, th- I agree with you. I think he will be a focal point again. Like for all the strides that I think Kenny and George Pickens in the passing game will make, I don't think that they, they're they really going to lean on Kenny to throw, you know, 35 times a game and throw for 300 yards every time. And if, if they're going to win, it's going to be Najee con- and controlling the line of scrimmage and, and running the ball real well and then, you know, going into play action off of that and hitting pickings deep and stuff like that. So, so I do agree with that point. I, I, I think a, a breakout year would be more about the efficiency and like, and the big plays for Najee as opposed to, you know, stacking up a ton of yards and, and touchdowns and stuff like that. Yeah. I think, well, that it, I think also like if Najee does have kind of what we're constituting as a breakout year here, he'll be like an MVP contender. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm kind of looking at. Like he's like an easy, I, I think the word easy is like important to me here. Like he's an easy pro bowl selection. You know, he's mm-hmm. on the verge, if not making an all pro team. If he, he, you know, he is, he is an MVP candidate. He or an offensive year player of the year candidate at minimum. He's, you know, the Steelers are not, it, it's been two years of like very hard fought wins for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is more of like a Pittsburgh Steelers breakout conversation than it is one singular player. But if the Steelers offense could win, could win games and you're not like, they're not fourth quarter comebacks, you know, they're not last second Najee Harris touchdowns. You know, they're just wins. They're just easy wins. And Najee Harris is the guy who shines in those games more than most. I think then, yeah, you know, that's that's a breakout for him, I guess. But I think that's more team oriented than it is anything else. And if we're being honest, I think it's like an like if we're going to if they were going to make this list again, I would put the Steelers offensive line as a breakout candidate over Najee Harris. Like this is the first year in three years that the quarterback isn't going to have to just get hammered 10 times a game. And Najee Harris isn't going to get hit in the backfield every single time he touches the football. I think that would be considered a breakout season 
for the Steelers offense. Do you think that, because uh, not obviously Chase Claypool's on this list as well, who do you think has a better opportunity to break out in 2023? Najee Harris or Chase Claypool? Who I have to, before you answer that question, I got to give a little, we came on here, talked about the modeling thing, and then mm-hmm. it came out that he was actually overseas for the modeling thing. Definitely, let's not put that to the side. But he also worked with the like you the the NFL flag football like for the youth over in the UK. He's obviously from Canada, so you know he's an international name for the for the NFL. Worked over there. Got to give him a little props for that one. You know we mm-hmm. we did go hard on the whole modeling thing. I'm not ignoring the modeling thing, but there was some good that came out of that. I want to highlight some mm-hmm. good. Najee Harris or Chase Claypool, better opportunity to break out in 2023. Well, I just think given where Chase Claypool is coming from, that like he has a better chance for it. Because like the the oh. standard is probably lower for his like a breakout year for Chase Claypool is probably easier to obtain than a breakout year for Najee Harris, right? Like yeah. Chase just has to do less to because Najee's like been been pretty like we said, Najee's been pretty good for a little bit now. Chase Chase uh, is not, um, is like not been on the same level as Najee Harris, and Chase wouldn't have to be like the focal point of an offense for it to, to be, a breakout year for him. So, but I do have to balance that with the idea that I don't, I, I don't expect much from Chase Claypool this year. Like I think the Bears will be better, and like Justin Fields will be better, and that'll help. But yeah, I don't know how much I'm, I'm willing to expect of, of Chase Claypool. So I'd, I'd probably still lean Najee. Even yes. like all you know, all that considered. Yeah. I, I think Chase is like like, you know, it should be a lot easier for him to like his if Najee Harris's marks are like fifteen hundred yards over four, four and a half yards of carry, ten touchdowns, the Steelers to be competitors, Chase's is probably like a thousand yard season, seven touchdowns. The Bears nobody cares. You know, like if the Bears are terrible, he has a thousand yards and seven touchdowns, which if the Bears are terrible and you have a thousand yards and seven touchdowns, like that should be the minimal expectation as a wide receiver in an offense that's going to lose a lot. So it should be very easy. That being said, I agree with you. I think Nashi's going to, if I, if I had a, if somebody gave me the bet of who finishes the season as, as a bigger, you know, bigger performer, I guess, Najee, I'm putting my money on Najee Harris. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ten times out of ten times. Just because, I don't know, I think Chase is, is sadly like on the on the reverse side of these things where it's just like even the Bears at this point, like you don't get DJ Moore and have Darnell Mooney, and I believe they drafted somebody too just to be like Chase is our guy, you know? Like right. Chase, is our, Chase is our number one. No, they clearly are concerned about where Chase falls. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, Najee, I mean – Dude, Najee works harder than anybody I've ever. I don't want to say that. I've seen some guys work very, very hard, but Najee, Najee works. Najee, Najee works very, very hard. So I think it's if I had to put my money somewhere, I'm putting it on Najee Harris. Almost absolutely. Almost every single time. All right. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all steelers talk. Like this video and find us anywhere. You get your podcast. Check all of mine and Steven's workout at allsteelers.com. And our pit coverage, still red hot recruiting month for Pitt over at insidethepanthers.com. I will be back on Friday with Derek. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace. <laughs>